If you're at home today, we are going to take communion at the end, and maybe you don't have juice or stuff like that, but you know it's a symbol, and so you can get water and crackers and join us for communion at the end of the service today. Anybody else need sermon notes? Y'all heard about the little boy that his mama was real fidgety. He was real fidgety, and his mama was, be still, be still. And you know how mamas are, they're pinching and whatever. And about halfway through the sermon, she said, look, if you don't get still, you're going to interrupt the pastor, and he's going to have to start over again. <laughs> so don't interrupt me today, okay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. But uh, come on, we're, we're talking about love that never fails today. Amen. Come on, it's the love of God that came, was put on Calvary for you. And so I want you to get ready to listen and hear what the Spirit of God has to say. Amen? Amen. You know, as a Christian, we have an advantage. We have the Spirit of God. When are you going to start talking to your friend, the the Holy Spirit? When are you going to start asking him, how can I do my job better? When are you going to ask him, how can I treat my wife or my husband better? How do I raise my kids, Holy Spirit? You see, that's one of the the benefits. See, Jesus died on the cross, and most everybody in the world has heard the story. But you know, it's getting worse and worse that people don't know. I told the story, a man went to buy a cross. It's a true story. He went to buy a cross, went to a jewelry store. And he said, y'all have any crosses? I want to get a cross necklace. She goes, yeah, we got several. Come look, they're gold, silver. We even got the one with a little man on them. She didn't know who the little man was on the cross. Well, everybody, it was Jesus that went to the cross, okay? The Son of God. He was the Messiah. He is the Christ, the anointed one of God. And he came not to deliver men physically with a sword or, or, or weapon. He came with his own flesh and blood and put it as a sacrifice for you and me. Yes, he did. So let's dig into this. Love that never fails. Number one. I just want to lay this foundation. God is love. God is love. No, no, don't. I didn't say God loves. I said God is love. Not only does he love, he is love. God is love. 1 John 4, 7 and 8, you ought to have it memorized. Beloved, let us love one another. For everyone that loves is of God. Come on. If you're not loving, Christian, there's something wrong. You need some resurrection life in you. If you're not loving, if, let's go ahead and go there. If you're negative, if you're bitter, you need some healing. You need the, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of a Christian. We have access to that power. But yet we, so a lot of times we sit on that and we want to go ahead and be bitter and ugly. and mm, That's why more people like, are, are not following Jesus. Maybe they're looking at the sermon you're living I know I'm, I'm, I don't want to be that way today. Let's talk about God as love. Let's keep that scripture up there. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And he who does not know God uh, or he does not love does not know God. For God is love. God loves us. There are some terrible things going on in the earth today. It's not God's fault. It started in the beginning. There was a tree, two trees in the garden. He said, you can't eat of that. You know what that was? That was faith. Hear my words and do my words. 
Uh, you ever tried to teach your kids, don't do that? You know, you, you ever caught your kid trying to stick a knife in the electrical outlet? Don't do that. I've been there. Experience is a rough teacher, harsh teacher. Your words will save your children. God's word will save you. A lot of trouble. Just like your words save your children from a lot of trouble, God's word will save you from a lot of trouble. But you have to believe his word and you have to act on it. That's just a little side note there about faith. But they did not. The devil talked them out and he's been talking us out of God's word ever since. If you're having trouble in your life, you need to go back and put, find out what God said and do it. It's easy, isn't it? But it's not because we want to do it the way we've been always doing it. But we have to change. That's called repentance. That means it's not always repentance. It's repentance of sin. Repentance is changing the way you're living to live the way God wants you to because his way is better. My, so, so God is love. Uh, John 3, 15 says that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. John 3, 16, everybody knows for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And who's, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Anybody ever beat you up and condemned you? Don't elbow your husband or your wife. But you know what? That's not Jesus. Jesus' love draws you. It's his love that draws us to repentance. <laughs> we have a marriage class called Marriage on the Rock, and, he, and the guy teaching it said, you know, I've never had anybody come to my class and say that, you know what? My wife cussed me out real good, and you know what? It changed me. He said, I've never had anybody say that. Never, never has anybody been beat up, condemned, that wanted to change. It's the compassion and the love of God that changes people. And you know what? The love for your spouse will change them. Verse 18, he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he does not believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You had a friend of mine before he was saved. He goes, I knew I, I was going to hell. I said, G give me another beer. I'm, I'm going to hell. That's all right. But he kept hanging out and he would go to concerts with us. And we were in uh, singing and doing different things. And uh, one day he gave his heart to Jesus. And he, that's when he started tell, talking to me. He said, you know, I knew, I knew I needed Jesus. But, you know, I didn't care until I started seeing other people that love God. Men who love God. Come on, there's a lot of ladies that love God, and the church wouldn't be the church without ladies. It's not, it shouldn't be that way, but men need to step up. If you'll, if you'll step up and be a man of God, there'll be men that will follow you. Hey, Jesus was a man. Peter was a man. Peter would cut your ear off and cuss you out and cut you, bub. He didn't follow a weakling. He didn't follow somebody in a pink robe and hold their finger up like this. He followed a man. Jesus was a man's man. He was the son of God. Come on. He had power and authority and people wanted to follow him. But he didn't use his power and authority just to, to rule. He came to bring the kingdom of God. Isn't that awesome? Number two, love paid the price. My, my. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
Do you know that the son had to receive the call? The son had to say, I'll do it. The son said, I'm going. The son said, I'll do it. I'll go to the cross. He knew he was going to the cross at, the, at, at 12. And he didn't back up from it. He said, nope, 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 nope. See, I read John 3, 15. John 3, 14 says that, that I, he must be lifted up, just like Moses lifted up the serpent. Anybody ever heard that story? The snakes come out because they were in rebellion. I, yeah, I've been there. We, we're in rebellion, and bad things starting to happen, and people cry out, forgive us, and Moses beat a brass serpent, wrapped it around a pole, and anybody who looks at it can be healed and saved and, and be free. They were dying by the hundreds because there were millions of people there. And they look, anybody would go by faith and look at that pole, they could be healed. That's what Jesus did at, at Calvary, at the cross. His ambition was to fulfill the calling of God, to go to the cross and to rise again. It was his ambition. It was also a commandment. In John 10, 18, no one has uh, taken my life away from me. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it up again. This command I have received from my father. Come on, there are some commands that God gives us to receive Jesus. Commands to be baptized. Commands to walk in love. There are commands that God, and Jesus fulfilled the command that was on his life. He didn't look left to the right. He went straight to the cross. You know, uh, Herod, Herod said something about him. Jesus said, tell little fox, I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I said that last Sunday. He called him a fox. You ever met somebody that was a fox? They're tricky. They tell you one thing and do something else and swindle you. That was Herod. And so Jesus said, you know, that he was going to, it was his passion. Have you ever seen the movie, The Passion? That's where they get that from. It was Jesus' passion to go to the cross. Horrible, the worst death you could die. And he went to the cross and died for us. Somebody wrote a song that he could see us through time. He saw you when he was on the cross. He went to the cross by faith, believing that people would receive him and would accept him as Lord and Savior, that they would accept the forgiveness of sins, that they would accept their lives to be changed, that they would receive the resurrection life that he gave when the tomb was empty. When he came out of the tomb, that's resurrection life. You know, I, I, I used to be afraid to die, but I'm not afraid. Matter of fact, I'm looking forward to going to heaven. It, it's more real than this life. It needs to take that place. You know, when I was a teenager, the preacher used to preach, and we was on the back row. You know how teenagers are. And the preacher said, you need to love God more than you do mama and daddy. And I, wait a minute, preacher. My mama fries good chicken. And my mama washes my clothes. My mama takes care of me because she was a good mama. But hear me, we serve a good God. And he takes care of us in different ways. He takes care of us. He saw through time that we needed a Savior, that we needed somebody to be the perfect Lamb of God, to be sacrificed. You see, the lambs that were sacrificed in the Old Testament, they were perfect, but they weren't a human. They were not a man. And Jesus came. He said, I'll go to the cross for all mankind. I, 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 I'll, I'll stay on that cross the whole time, and I'll die. For all of mankind. And love put him there. And the love in his heart for us. That's why he's our king. 
That's why he's our Savior. That's why he's our Lord, because he paid the price. That's why he's my champion. You are my champion. We just sang it. He's our champion. Hey, not only did he die, he, you know, they put him in a tomb. And, you know, if you go back last year and watch it, I, I broke it all down. The timeline is awesome. And it's perfect. It was just right on time. Jesus gave up. The, he said, I'll get, Father, into your hands I submit my spirit. Right on time. Let me read to you 1 Peter real quick in 2, 21 through 25. It says, for you have been called for a purpose, just like Jesus, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you would follow in his steps. He who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth, and while being abusively insulted, hold on, stop right there. Have you ever been abusively insulted? Okay, Jesus was too, and he took that for you. He was chastised, Isaiah 53 said, for your peace. When somebody hammers you, you know what? You can smile because Jesus took that. Come on. He has forgiven you, but he's also taken things that hurt you. You have to let it go. So he was abusively insulted. He did not insult in return. Woo, you know, that's God right there. Because when you get insulted, you grow horns. Somebody has to saw them off because you want to gore somebody and you want to tell somebody how it is. That's sin nature. That's not the God nature. Jesus was full of the God nature. Y'all laughing about that. Y'all know it's true. I ain't trying to, I'm in that boat too. But we have to learn to obey Christ and we have to learn to let the love of God come at us, uh, fill us up when people come at us. So so, so insult, he did not. And so while suffering, he did not threaten. You know, he told him, he said, I could call down angels, legions. But he entrusted himself to him who judges righteously. That was the father. And he himself brought our sins in his own body up on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness by his wounds or stripes you were healed, for you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd, the guardian of your soul. Come on, if you're a child of God today, Jesus is the guardian of your soul. He's watching over you. Come on. And, and I, I, you know, if I ask you if you was a toddler in the spirit today, none of you would raise your hands. But Jesus is still watching over you. Not like a toddler, but like a mother who cares for her children, who cares for her grown children. But God gave you a free will. You have to choose him. You have to follow him. I want to back up just for a second. He bore our sins that we could die to sin. God has given us victory over sin. We have to go after that victory. Most of the time, we just kind of live life, and we're just walking along, and we're not praying, we're not seeking God, and something bad happens. You know, last Sunday, I, I ministered on it. When something bad happens, you can call on God, whether you've been walking close to him or not, and he will answer. Amen. But God, if, if you read Psalms that I, I kept quoting Psalms, 
It says, oh, that men would praise him. Continually. Continually walk with him. God has given you righteousness. You're right with God. You're right with the Father because of the blood of Jesus. Come on now, just, just let that sit on you a minute. If you're a child of God, you're right with God. Quit looking at what you've done, your past. What, look at who you are in Jesus. When you ask God to forgive you or cleanse you or wash you in the blood, oh, the blood of Jesus we just sang, you're right. You're right with him. That ought to make you smile. Okay, and then we're going to move forward because I know I want, y'all remember in the 80s when the kids would do a happy dance? I want, you're going to have an opportunity to do a happy dance in just a minute. I don't do happy dances, Pastor Brett. That's all right. You will when you get to heaven. You might as well start now. Number three, love never fails. Love never fails. Love does not fail us. I don't care what you've been through, what you're going through. Love never fails. God does not fail. God is for you. God is with you. And I'm going to show you some things real quick. Do you know, let me say this. Love raised Jesus from the dead. Come on, the tomb is empty today because love raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so look, look with me to Romans 8 chapter. If you've never read Romans 8 chapter, and if you have, it's time to go back and read it again. Romans 8 chapter from the first verse all the way down to the last is phenomenal. It talks about the sons of God and who we are. And, and even goes on to say there's no condemnation. That ought to make you smile. God's not condemning you. That's the devil. Okay. All right. Romans 8, 31. So what shall we say to these things that we've been talking about today? The resurrection life of Jesus. It's Easter. What do we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? Come on. God sent Jesus to the cross. He's for you for you. God is for you. He sent Jesus to the cross for you. Verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. How will he not also give or also with him freely give us all things? You missed it. Leave it right up there just for a minute. If he didn't spare Jesus, and he gave Jesus to die for you. He's not wanting to withhold anything from you. No good thing will he withhold. See, you missed the opportunity to happy dance because you're not walking in it. Because you ought to be been, I got everything in God. Glory. My next raise is coming in God. My better job's coming in job. Uh, come, coming to in the job. I, I've got health in my body because of the resurrection life of Jesus. My mind, I'm going to be able to sleep tonight because I'm going to focus on the resurrection life of Jesus and not all my cares and worries and fears. I'm going to make God, my God, bigger, my Jesus bigger than my cares and worries and fears. The resurrection life of God's on the inside of me. Where? Start asking him for it. Start pursuing it. If I gave you a rifle, gentlemen, you'd learn how to shoot it. If you didn't know how. If I gave you a car, you'd learn how to drive it. If, even if you can't drive a standard, if I gave you a Corvette that was a standard, you would learn how to drive it. This is better than a Corvette. This is the life of God, and you need to learn how to 
operate in the resurrection life of God. That when you pray for people, man, things change. When you pray for yourself, things change. Because of the blood of Jesus and the resurrection life of God. It's like giving you that car and you never use it. Well, I got the keys. Put them in the ignition. Crank it up. Give it some gas. Feel that thing rumble. Feel the Holy Spirit rumble on the inside of you. The life, the life of God on the inside of you. I, I, you know, we, we got to get stirred up. Verse 33, who will bring charges against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Your accuser's the devil. Tell him, hush. I know, I know, I know the end. You lose. I win. Verse 34, who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died, but rather was raised. Come on, Jesus was raised. He died and was raised. Who is at the right hand of the Father, who also intercedes for us? You know what? It's, you know, Pastor Brett, I need you to pray for me, and I'm glad to pray for you. But guess what? Jesus is praying for you. That's what that means. He's interceding for you. He's praying for you. Father, Father, send the Holy Spirit to work on their heart, to work on their life. And it doesn't come from out here, folks. It comes from in here. Let's get our focus in here. Because I'm about to show you, because it's going it's to get, get a little uh, distasteful here just for a second. And so who was raised, who is at the right hand and makes intercession for us? Who will separate us from the love of God? Who will separate? That's a question. Will tribulation, or trouble, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We were regarded as sheep to the slaughter. So let's stop right there. All those things, all those things. Let me read them real quick, real quick. I'm going to start over. No, I'm just kidding. I'm playing. <laughs> tribulation, tribulation, trouble, persecution, famine, negative. So that all comes from out here. That all comes from out here. Well, I don't have a big screen TV like Miss Becky, Pastor. <laughs> what? Go work overtime. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cuss in church. Said work. <laughs> Everything out here doesn't matter. It's what's going on in here. Here's where our salvation abi abides. This is where we abide in Christ is in here. And what happens out here, really if somebody cusses you out. It's what's going on in here is what we're going to follow. It doesn't matter who doesn't love you, who doesn't care. It's God cares in here. God loves you. And you, you know how I know this is real? His spirit lives on the inside of me. If I didn't have the witness of the spirit, I'd be off doing something. I'd probably be in prison for doing something stupid. But it's the spirit of God that keeps me. It's the spirit of God that keeps me walking in him. It's the love of God that compels me. And you have that same spirit, Christian. You have that same spirit. You just need to learn to lean on that and not on your own understanding. Because your understanding starts looking at the peril and the sword and the, whoa, it's looking bad. What if Russia attacks us? What are we going to do? 
We're going to go to heaven if we die. We're going to serve God all the way to the end. Can you see what I'm saying? Out here, come on, let's get in here. Because let's finish this up. Look, it says in verse 37, but all these things we overwhelmingly conquer. It didn't say you had to learn how to sword fight. It said you learn how to sword fight in here. As you conquer, this is where you conquer. Not out here. The, the victory is on the inside. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. And he's talking about death. That whole chapter is about him being raised. And so we're overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, fallen angels, principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth. Come on, anything up high, anything down low. Doesn't matter. Nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So let's just settle this question right quick. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've done. Don't matter. You don't know. I don't think God loves me. I don't think God can ever use me. I, I, my, don't matter. You want to know all, let me name all the sins that keep you from going to heaven. Are you ready? Right here. Not accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That is all of them right there. Now there are sins that, will, that there are consequences to, but every one of us still deal with sin because we're still in this flesh. But the only sin that sends a person to hell is not accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Other than that, you're judging. You stole a pencil when you was in the third grade. You, you busting hell wide open. Because there is no judgment. on. You know, there's no difference in any sin. Come on. You have got to be washed in the blood. You have got to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That is the sin. Everything else can be put under the blood. Once you get saved, you can begin to change. Man, I've, I'm still changing. I've been changing for a lot, since I was eight years old. I've been changing. And I am still changing. And there's stuff I'm still learning. That God's taking me to another level, to another place in Him. And it's not because I'm a preacher, because I've been walking in this before I ever started pastoring. Man, I walk with God in my job. I walk with God how to deal with people who cuss you out and things like that. You have to deal with that. But they can't get my salvation. They can call me every name in the book, but they can't take away my Jesus. They can't take away my salvation. That's the only, the only thing that sends a person to hell is not accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. We want to categorize Come on, accept Jesus. Will you bow your head today? I've already asked you to check your heart. But I want to ask, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you've never accepted him, will you do that today? Will you just lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brad. I'm not going to embarrass you. But if you want to get saved, you know what? The first thing I did at eight years old, I went and told all my friends, man, I gave my heart to Jesus. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. 
Come on, maybe you got saved a long time ago, but you're rededicating your life too. You can lift your hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. That hand. That hand. We want to be clean before God. I see that hand. Let's all pray this together. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And I believe that He died for me at Calvary. And that He rose again that I could be right with God, that I could go to heaven, that I'll be raised to life. Father, thank you for saving me, for forgiving me, for making me new. I honor you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So, there's a, a cup like this in the chair in front of you. If you're on the front row, it's beside you. We're going to receive communion today. And carefully remove the top layer, and there's bread on top right there. And get that out. And, and I always do 1 Corinthians 11. It's, it's what Paul, Jesus visited Paul and came to Paul in a vision and taught him about the Lord's Supper or communion. It's the same thing. And I want to read it in the message. So to help you understand it just a little bit. All right, will you put that up there for us? It says, for I received from the Lord that, well, it's in the New King James. It'd be all right. I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. See, Paul said, I, I want to give you some understanding. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Hold it right there. So we're going to take this bread, but before we take, partake of it, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to remember Jesus on the cross. See, there's power in the cross. His body was broken for your sins. His blood was shed, but his body was broken. With his stripes, we are the healed. He carried our sicknesses, our diseases. He carried our pains. He was chastised that we could have peace, made fun of. He chose to go to the cross so you could be chosen by God. God chose every one of us that all would come. So we remember you today, Lord. We remember everything you've done for us. So hold the bread up, and I want you to partake of it. Father, we thank you for the bread, for the body of Christ. We partake in Jesus' name. Go ahead and partake. So take the cup and open it. And in verse 25... And he said, in the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The Bible says that Jesus went 
and cleansed the temple in heaven and took his blood and put it on the mercy seat. And there is power in the blood today still for you. The power of the blood of Jesus backs every promise in the word of God. It backs the word of God. Everything that God has said towards you that you're righteous is because of the blood of Jesus. That you're saved because of the blood of Jesus. The blood that was shed. And this cup represents the blood. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. We thank you, Father, for the victory because of the blood. Fathers, we partake. We remember what Jesus has done. And we can't wait to partake of this in heaven with you again in Jesus' name. Go ahead and partake. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info.